0: This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast.
1: My Lord, what a morning. My Lord, what a morning. Oh, my Lord, what a morning. When the stars begin to fall, you will hear the trumpet sound. God's right hand when the stars begin to fall. will hear the Christian shout to wake the nations underground looking to my god's right hand when the stars begin to fall my i
0: Thanks, Jim and Debbie, for those beautiful songs. Welcome to this worship service, good neighbors. You're listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Pastor Greg Wilcox. Thanks today to Debbie Tagg and Jim Haugerud, our musicians. Thanks to Eileen Flatten for reading our lessons and for sharing the children's message with us. Thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. And many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at WPCARadio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast podcast. Available on your smartphone, via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. Encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance, and to our new services which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is NUICparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored, again, by Judy and Jerry Winchell. I had the chance to visit them last week and had a wonderful time just chatting with them, and Thanking them personally, they have now sponsored a number of our broadcasts, and I'm very grateful for their generosity. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in a church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name, and he is present with each of us. Whenever we might, wherever we might be today, His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together. We're in the season of Pentecost. As you participate in worship, you might want to have a green cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings for today. We continue, then, our worship, asking God to bless our time together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me and listen as I read the Confession of Sins. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We're truly sorry and we humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you, uphold us by your Spirit so that we may live and serve you in newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Hear, then, God's promise of absolution. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. I'll invite Debbie and Jim to come again and sing our gathering songs.
1: I need thee every hour, most great. Now I need thee. Oh bless me now my Savior. I come.
0: Thanks, Jim and Debbie, for those songs. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please join your hearts with mine as I pray the prayer of the day. Let us pray. O God, our teacher and guide, you draw us to yourself and welcome us as beloved children. Help us to lay aside all envy and selfish ambition that we may walk in your ways of wisdom and understanding as servants of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen.
2: The first reading is from Jeremiah 11, verses 18 through 20. It was the Lord who made it known to me, and I knew then you showed me their evil deeds. But I was like a gentle lamb led to the slaughter, and I did not know it was against me that they devised schemes, saying, Let us destroy the tree with its fruit, let us cut him off from the land of the living, so that his name will no longer be remembered. But you, O Lord of hosts, who judge righteously, who try the heart and the mind, let me see your retribution upon them, for to you I have committed my cause." The second reading is from Psalm 54. Save me, O God, by your name, and vindicate me by your might. Hear my prayer, O God, give ear to the words of my mouth. For the insolent have risen against me, the ruthless seek my life. They do not set God before them, but surely God is my helper. The Lord is the upholder of my life. He will repay my enemies for their evil in your faithfulness put an end to them with a free will offering i will sacrifice to you i will give thanks to your name o lord for it is good for he has delivered me from every trouble and my eye has looked in triumph on my enemies the next reading is from james 3 verse 13 through 4 verse 3 and verses 7 through 8a who is wise and understanding among you show by your good life that your works are done with gentleness born of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be boastful and false to the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from above, but it is earthly, unspiritual, devilish. For there, for where there is envy and selfish ambition, there will also be disordered and wickedness of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace for those who make peace. Those conflicts and disputes among you, where do they come from? Do they not come from your cravings that are at war within you? You want something and you do not have it, so you commit murder. And you covet something and cannot cannot obtain it, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly in order to spend what you get on your pleasures. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So good morning, boys and girls. It's now time for the children's message. And like I like to say, it's for all of us who are still children at heart. Have any of you ever read the book, The Rainbow Fish? This book is about the most beautiful fish in the ocean. His scales are every shade of blue, green, and purple, and he has sparkling silver scales mixed in. He was very beautiful, but he was also very selfish and self-centered. He was so beautiful that he thought he was too good to play with the other fish in the ocean. One day, a little blue fish asked Rainbow Fish for one of his beautiful shimmering scales, but he refused. Because of his selfishness, he was very unpopular with the other fish. He was not only the most beautiful fish in the ocean, he was also the loneliest fish in the ocean. He told Starfish about his problem and Starfish sent him to talk to a wise old octopus. The octopus told Rainbow Fish that if he wanted to be happy, he needed to give one of his beautiful scales to each of the other fish. Rainbow Fish could not imagine giving away his beautiful scales. Once again, the little blue fish asked for one of Rainbow Fish's scales. He hesitated for a moment, but finally pulled off one of his scales and gave it to the little blue fish. When the other fish saw the little blue fish with a shiny scale, Rainbow Fish was surrounded by fish asking for one of his shiny scales. Before he knew it, he had given away all of his shiny scales except for one. Suddenly, he realized that although he was no longer the most beautiful fish in the ocean, he was happier than ever before. This story reminds me of something that Jesus said to his disciples. One day he heard his disciples arguing about which one of them would be the greatest in God's kingdom. Jesus said to them, If you want to be first, you must be last, and you must be the servant for all. He then put his arms around a little child and told his disciples, If you welcome one of these, you welcome me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one that sent me. Sometimes we think the most important thing is to be first, to be the most beautiful, to be the smartest, or to be the greatest. That isn't what Jesus says. He says the most important thing was to think of others first and ourselves last. If we want to be great in God's sight, we should seek to be a servant rather than seeking to be served. In the Rainbow Fish, we heard about how a special fish learned how to use his gift for others. As God's children, parents, grandparents, and young people, We are all special. All of us are created by God in love. We all have special gifts given to us by God, and would God like us to share these gifts? We might be able to sing, draw, build things, but each of us has special gifts from God, and like Rainbow Fish, we all will feel very happy if we share our gifts with others. This week, I would like you to think about the individual actions we can as individuals or as families, what can we do for the common good? I encourage you to be like the rainbow fish. Share your special gifts with others, especially those in need. So now if you please bow your head, fold your hands and join me in a prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for giving each of us something that we can give back to you. Help us to give cheerfully, knowing that no matter how small our gift may seem, you can turn it into a miracle. Amen. I will serve thee
1: Because I love thee You have given life to me I was nothing Before you fell
0: Thanks, Eileen, for reading our lessons and for that beautiful children's message about rainbow fish that ties in so well with the gospel text that I am just going to read now. And thanks again to Jim and Debbie for that beautiful song as well. The gospel lesson for today comes from the gospel of Mark, the ninth chapter, beginning with the 30th verse. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, the Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him. Three days after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent. For on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them, and taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me but the one who sent me. The Gospel of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, my wife Gail and I were invited to play pickleball with my cousin and his wife. We'd never played before, but Gail had given me a set of pickleball paddles last Christmas with the idea that we'd learn to play the game together sometime. Pickleball is a little like tennis, but played on a smaller court and isn't as physically demanding as tennis, which I suppose is why it's popular with older people like me. Well, we're good friends with my cousin and his wife, and this first pickleball outing was framed as just a fun chance to get together and hit the ball back and forth to get a feel for the game. We met at a park in the Twin Cities, and after a little catching up and a brief tutorial about pickleball rules, we hit the ball back and forth a few times. Then my cousin suggested we play a friendly practice game, and suddenly, at least for me, everything changed. My very competitive, come on Gail, we're going to win this match side came out and the friendly practice game became a serious battle, which in short order we lost. I smiled and congratulated them. I'm not a sore loser, at least not most of the time. But the experience reminded me just how competitive I am and how much I want to be the winner at whatever I'm doing or playing, how much I want to come out ahead of others. And it's not just in pickleball this happens to me. I I attended a wedding recently at a beautiful home on Lake Minnetonka in the Twin Cities. I parked down the block aways and walked to the home, or I should say to the driveway of the home. (coughs) Excuse me. As I walked along the winding driveway towards the home, the first thing I noticed was the big tent that had been set up with 30 or 40 large tables and a stage. This is where the dinner and dancing would happen later in the evening. A little further on, there was a large trader with a bank of small boxes, each with its own door, an upscale set of outhouses, each with a little room and perfumed scents and piped-in music. Farther on still, though, uh, or through neatly groomed trees and gardens, the chairs were set up with a stage for the actual wedding, all of this with plenty of room left over. I thought of my own backyard, one big septic mound, no trees and no gardens and no room even to park a single car, and I realized I had a pretty bad case of backyard envy. Not a fatal disease, but no fun nonetheless. There's something in our human makeup. Maybe it's pride or envy, or maybe it has to do with our sense of self-esteem or self-worth. That in games and in school and at work and in life, we tend to compare ourselves to others and we want somehow to compare favorably, to come out ahead, whatever that might mean. Well, that oh-so-human tendency to be the best, to compare ourselves with others, is on full display in our Gospel lesson today. Jesus' disciples aren't involved in a pickleball match and they aren't comparing backyards but they are arguing about which one of them is the greatest. Who's the best disciple? Who does Jesus trust the most? Who would win the most famous, the most popular disciple contest? And they're having this conversation just as Jesus is trying to teach them that he, the Messiah, would suffer, be rejected by the Jewish leaders, be killed, and then rise again. I'm sure Mark, the writer of this Gospel, was well aware of the irony of the situation. Jesus teaching his closest followers about suffering, sacrifice, and service, and all the while they're arguing about being big shots, the kind of people that are above suffering and for whom others sacrifice and serve. This is the second time in as many chapters that Jesus has tried to make clear what lay ahead of him and what lay ahead of them. The first time he does this, in last week's Gospel lesson, Peter takes Jesus aside and tells him not to be so negative. To which Jesus replies, get behind me, Satan, you're not on the side of God, but of man. This time, Jesus asks the disciples what they've been discussing. And when Jesus asks them about that, they are suddenly quiet in the embarrassment of this irony. I can imagine Jesus looking at them with love and disappointment. You're just not getting it, he must have thought to himself. And so he sets before them an object lesson and tries to tell them as clearly as possible the radical difference between their ambitions and God's expectations. If you want to be first, Jesus says, go to the end of the line. If you want to be great, Jesus says, serve everyone you meet. Here is a little child, Jesus says, no status, no power, no riches, Not a single thing to recommend him for your consideration, your time, your concern. But welcome him, serve him, help him, because that's how one becomes great in the kingdom of God. So as followers of Jesus, our goal is not to get ahead and make a name for ourselves. Our goal is to stay behind and journey with the last, the lost, the least. Our goal is not to be number one. Our goal is to find the marginalized and enter into their lives. Our goal is not to grab for all the gusto we can get. Our goal is to give all the help and hope we can to the homeless man on the corner, the single mother in the apartment next door, the widow down the street. And speaking of goals, let me tell you a story about a soccer tournament I attended some years ago with my son Dan. Suppose Dan was 14 at the time and the soccer team he was on was good but not great. It was good enough to travel to some out-of-town tournaments, and there was a yearly tournament that the team went to down in Omaha, Nebraska. If you've ever had a child who played sports and went to out-of-town weekend tournaments, you know the drill. There was a Friday afternoon game, and then you go out to dinner as a team and head to the hotel, hopefully one with a pool, where the kids could swim and play for a while before heading to bed. The next morning, Saturday morning, you get up early, have breakfast at the hotel and get to the soccer fields for warm-up and the first game of the day. You might play three or even four games on Saturday and, depending on how your team does, you either go home on Saturday night or, if you win most of the games, then you stay the night again at the hotel and go Sunday morning for the championship game. I admit to always being conflicted here. I wanted Dan's team to do well, and it was exciting when they won a hard-fought game. But the prospect of going home on Saturday if they lost was pretty attractive too. Anyway, this particular tournament, they won their games on Saturday and played in the championship game on Sunday morning, which they also won. Very exciting. But that's not what I remember most about that tournament, that trip, that game. No. It was the meal afterwards at a fast food pasta place, Fazoli's, that is most memorable for me and I think probably for my son Dan as well. The boys and their parents were all piling out of their cars and into the restaurant in a very happy mood, as you can imagine. Dan and I got out of the car and headed into the restaurant and well, and that's when I noticed a young man, probably in his early twenties, dressed in ragged clothes with an old backpack, standing off to the side of the front door just looking at the ground. Everyone was carefully ignoring him. But as Dan and I sat down at our little table, I felt a deep twinge of conscience with my head and heart, and I told Dan I'd be right back. I went outside and greeted the young man, Sam was his name, and invited him in to come and have lunch with Dan and me. Sam smiled shyly and accepted my invitation, and in we went. We got some strange looks from the boys and their parents, and Dan wasn't too sure about what was going on. But he knew me well enough by then that this wasn't entirely unprecedented behavior. The three of us ordered our food, and as we waited for it, we heard a little bit about Sam's story. Trouble at home had led to Sam's leaving, and he'd been on the road for some time and was broke and hungry. When we got our food, I asked Sam if I could pray for him before we ate again the shy smile and acceptance. I prayed and we ate and heard more about Sam and the challenges of living on the road. And when we said goodbye to Sam that day, I gave him what I could and blessed him and wished him well. As Dan and I drove home, both full of our own thoughts, the deep joy I felt had nothing to do with soccer or winning the championship, being number one, at least for that tournament. No, It had to do with a sense of gratitude for having the opportunity to welcome a child of God in Jesus' name and for being able to serve in a very small way, Sam that day, knowing that somehow in the grand scheme of things in heaven and on earth, we had somehow welcomed and served our Lord and God above. And that, dear friends in Christ, is gift and grace indeed. Amen. I, the
1: Lord of sea and sky, I have heard my people cry. All who dwell in dark and sin, my hand will save. I who made the stars of night, I will make their darkness bright. Who will bear my light to them? Whom shall I send? Here I am Lord Is there
0: Thanks, Jim and Debbie, for that beautiful song and strong reminder that we're all called to enter the lives of people around us in need. We continue then as we confess our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit Amen. I'll invite Debbie and Jim to come and do our prayers of intercession. Please. Lord,
1: listen to your children pray. Lord, send your love, send us power, send us grace.
3: Made children and heirs of God's promise, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. God of community, we pray for the church around the world. Unite us in our love for you. Help us overcome our divisions that we are encouraged to work together for your sake. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of creation, we pray for this hurting earth. Awaken in us a new desire to care for this world and empower us to support agencies, organizations, and individual efforts to heal our environment. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of cooperation, we pray for nations of the world embroiled in conflict especially Afghanistan. Inspire leaders to listen to each other and work towards peaceful solutions to disagreements. Protect the vulnerable, especially children who cannot find safety in their home or country. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of comfort, we pray for all who live with mental or physical illness. Today, we remember Tammy and Kelsey Zamuda, Dave Flatten, Del Claussen, Marcia Helling, Dave Haugard, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Christina Burgett, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Marna Brown, Mary Greiser, Vernon Lee, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Sherm Olson, Rick Elmer. Randy Goglin, Maury and Lee Nicholson, Kirsten Overby, Andy Elmer, Larry Bazile, and Leslie. Help them find appropriate care. Bring healing and wholeness when the path forward seems bleak. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of compassion, we pray for the young people of this congregation and to perish. Renew in us your call to welcome the children in our midst. As they grow, strengthen their faith and our commitment to them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of consolation, we give you thanks for our loved ones who have died and pray for all who grieve today, especially the family of Joanne Fowler. Shine your grace on all your saints. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and those in our hearts, known only to you, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: Lord, listen to your children praying. Send
0: us power, send us grace. Thanks for those prayers of intercession. We continue then with the sharing of the peace. Now may the peace of Christ be with you always. You may bless yourself for someone worshiping with you using the Trinity formula, which is Be blessed, or I am blessed, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the Church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the Synod, or somewhere else where the work of the Body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors in need. And as you consider that, I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come and sing an offering song for us, please. Thank you.
1: Seek ye first the King of God.
0: Continue then with our offering prayer. Would you pray with me, please? Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us and what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love, through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. We continue then with our communion part of the service. When we celebrate Holy Communion, we gather with all the saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. I'll share now the words of Institution, and then we'll pray together the Lord's Prayer, and then I'll invite you to eat the bread and drink the wine when we're done. First of all, then, hear these words of Institution— In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, broken for you. Do this as oft as you eat it in remembrance of me. Again after supper he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to all of them to drink, saying, This is my blood, shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this wine, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Would you pray with me then as we pray the Lord's Prayer? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, if you would get the bread or the wafer ready, we will do that first. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus. This is my body broken for you. Now, if you get the wine or the grape juice, hear this promise from Jesus. This is my blood shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. We continue with our benediction. So hear the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. i will invite Debbie and Jim to come and do our closing songs.
1: Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood washes Just as I am, though tossed about, with many a conflict, many a doubt, fightings and fears Yeah.
0: for Listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Duranda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Namor, Wisconsin. Our pastor today is the Reverend Greg Wilcox. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at NUICParish.org. That's NUICParish.org. Until next time.
1: Lean weary one upon his breast. God will take care